now we will begin the dance. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Post Game Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books of the show of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your good old-fashioned lover boy, Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, it's me, Brooks. I'm your host of TRL, and we're here at Tampa, Florida, spring break. Woo! And we got we got girls and we got brewskis and we Where's got DMX. We got DMX, we got all we got coronas, we got all the good, good, squishy dad juice. Uh, you got hula hoops. It's a good time. How's your spring break, Eddie? Uh, not so good anymore. <laughs> I couldn't think of any more beers. <laughs> Coronas and dad juice. That's what we're rolling with this week. Yeah. Uh, are you on spring break? Yeah, it's my last day of school was yesterday. And... Well, mine isn't even until like Easter time. Oh, but nice. I'm not even taking classes right now, so. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm I'm always on spring break, baby. Oh, yeah. Island time. Island time. Uh, The other, I forget if it was yesterday or the day before, but me and Kim had to make a stop at the Wawa. Nice, nice. And as we were walking there, we saw getting back into a car, some guy and a kid next to him who looked remarkably like you. Nice. With, like, the same glasses, the same hair. But he had big headphones on. Uh, that could so, be me. So Kim, I know Kim says, "Like, oh my god, is that Brooks?" And I was like, "It's Brooks, but stronger." <laughs> I was gonna ask if he looked strong. Yeah, it, if it was anywhere other than the Wawa, like we wouldn't have noticed. Oh yeah, but, who is this strong headphones boy? Yeah, <laughs> evil Brooks. <laughs> he gets a hoagie that's just bread. Yeah, he's like, look. Do you see what I've Brooks, done? Is that you? I'm carbo loading. <laughs> uh, this is a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, unfortunately. And uh, this week we're talking about season four, episode four, Oathkeeper. What did you think of it? Man, um, I I went to a, a big boy college party last night, Ooh. and I didn't I didn't get home until three a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I need to do this Game of Thrones shit for tomorrow. <laughs> Because I sleep until 3 p.m. when we record. And, um, spring break. Spring break, baby. 2016. Break. It's 3 p.m. somewhere. Um, and I went on, uh, Eddie's blog, squizpillion.tumblr.com, and saw thank some, you, you. some, some good, good hot takes that got me really excited. Oh, yeah. The and- episode was, I felt, mostly average with pointed moments of just disgusting, terrible. Oh, yeah. It was, because we're we're getting into that that completely off book zone where they're not even like fucking around it's, anymore. This was the ramp off yeah. into the sky of not in the books. This is like I remembered. I remember now that people say they're like, yeah, season four has some really high points, and also it's where they really start going off of the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, let, let's let's get started. Uh, <laughs> So immediately, immediately off the rails with uh, Grey Worm. He he's learning how to talk the common tongue. Yeah, and there's a flame right between them. Do you get it? Do, do you do you get it? Do you... It's cinematography, Eddie. I don't get it. Can you explain it? 
It's because there's like a flame and like them going to fuck. Oh, but I I thought the thing is that um like Unsullied they like don't have emotions or like feelings or yeah yeah the thing is that they don't have a penis so how can how can this because the only way to make love is is with a peen peen and a, a vijay so yeah. I don't understand I, I don't twenty six Emmys <laughs> and they, they do. It- it's Can't what forget. the it's what the fans were clamoring for a gray worm romance plotline. Yeah, they found love in a hopeless place. They did. Um, they do a really good joke about how like he's learning how to speak the common tongue, and then Danny comes in and he goes, "Miss Sandy is teacher good instead of a good teacher." Like yeah. a smart person would say, "Do you get it?" But no, he's dumb because he got no dick. Yeah, and he can't speak the common tongue that he just learned today. Yeah, pretty they, good. Yeah. They even so like fun. cut to like to Miss Sandy and Danny being like <laughs> This idiot. Nice talking. Yeah, yeah, you talk good, Grey Worm. Anyways, so gotta go. We're going through some sewers. Yeah. Um so then Grey Worm dresses up like a slave to go to the other slaves who are all talking about Daenerys. Yeah, they just happen to be like, We don't we're we're really unsure about whether we should revolt or not. We we're Fifty people say yes. Fifty people say no. If only one person showed up with a bunch of swords. Yeah, but we would love to, but we don't have enough swords. And then, well, like, it's a good thing you say that because uh, Grey Worm's been waiting outside of this door for twenty-five minutes, just waiting for someone to mention the word sword. Yeah, and then he drops some swords on the ground. Everybody's like, "What the fuck are those?" <laughs> like, huh? Uh, but also, Grey Worm has to say good stuff about Daenerys. You know? Yeah. Um, I, the good thing about this scene is that I learned that, uh, I finally learned a Dothraki word. Uh-huh. Um, I realized that, like, when we, she was in Astapor, like, besieging all of the masters there, she, like, when she first, like, got the whip to command the Unsullied, she would, Dovageri! That means and, Unsullied. Yeah, they said that here, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, sweet, Unsullied, that is what that means. Yeah. Got it. Dovageri! Um, and then it was weird, so this happens, Grey Warb, he goes in and he's like, hey, let's all revolt and revolt and kill the mat kill the masters and then someone writes kill the masters in english yeah in good blood. thing the masters can speak the common tongue uh, good, good thing really like so, i don't know like who wrote, that's why gray worm was learning english so he could write kill the masters in english yeah i was watching the director's cut with all of the deleted scenes and in the original cut you can see the master pulling an iphone out and going to that app where you can hold it up to signs and like an automatic translate yeah yeah but then they were like well that's a little too much magic they're like, this might go over the viewers' heads. We haven't explained this yeah. lore yet. So, And then the guy looks up at the pyramid and sees the Targaryen banner, and he's like, oh, fuck, that means I'm about to die, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like how his guards just run away. Uh-huh. But not even fleeing in fear, they're just like, oh, I, like, I forgot to turn the oven off. Like, I'm just going to hustle off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've left my washing on the line. And the slaves all descend on this guy like he's Pac-Van stuck in a corner. Mm-hmm. Like, he had no way out. Yeah. Sucks to suck. And then Daenerys leads a nice, like, flock of brown children. Yeah, as she's walking over chains. Yeah, that are being thrown are waving at her feet. their chairs, their chains in the air, and shouting Misa because they're Pokemon, and that's the only thing they can say. Misa. Kill the, kill the masters. Misa. Kill the Misa. Wait, no, no. Uh, ooh, I'm sorry, I just learned this language. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so then, uh... Jorah, I, I forget if it's Jorah or Barristan, but they're like, well, what are you going to do now? 
and she says, I will fight injustice with justice. Yeah, it, it was Baristan because you need an old, old man to, and like... apparently she, like, her version of justice is she just took, like, sixth grade history class and learned about the Code of Hammurabi. <laughs> because she literally just does the same thing to them yeah. that they did to the slaves. I like, just read the Old Testament and I got it. I know exactly what we're gonna do. Okay, an eye for an eye. A hand for a hand point. You're going up there. Uh, uh, but Khaleesi, uh, the New Testament, in the New Testament... Jesus comes back and says, it is finished. I'm ah. a good, I'm Khaleesi. And like, it's, this is where it really sucks that we never, like, we're not reading a book from her perspective because we don't say that this is all like a facade and she's like, she's very, she's not like this confident, reckless facade that we she sees. Or like, she's 14. Yeah, and also she's 14. Uh-huh. But here she's just like, I'm reckless. Let's do it. And everybody, and all of the men are like, no, and it's played, no. Like, it's played straight. Like, yes, good job. Yeah. Like, you did it. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, all the masters get uh, crucified and they scream. Mm-hmm. Um, them scream. Thankfully, that's all we see of her for this episode. Yeah. It's very front-loaded. Yeah. Uh, so Jamie Lammerman is fighting Braun on the soundstage. Yeah, they're at make-out point. Make-out point where no one else can hear. No one can hear you fuck. And it, this just seems so contrived to me. Like, every time this is happening, I'm just like, yeah. I don't buy this. Because it sucks, and it's not <laughs> how the how it works in the book. And this is, like, this arc, like, this scene to me was, like, fine, but the the arc sucks. Yeah, just Jamie's, the whole thing. Jamie's whole fucking thing is he's only good at being a fighter. He's only been praised for being a good fighter his whole life. And then he loses the ability to fight because his hand leaves. Mm-hmm. And now he can't do that. So he goes on this big journey to like reconsider the effects of violence and war. But here he's just like, here's how you can use your golden hand as your super fatality weapon. And this time you can still fight good yeah. with hand. He fights better with his fucking golden hand. Yeah. That's the opposite lesson. I mean, if it was like a rocket punch, then... By yeah. all means, but... It's like, we're gonna turn you into Android 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who Who would be Cell in this, in this um, scenario? Probably like, Tywin. I mean, well, Locke kind of, like, absorbs everybody else's story. Oh, boy, I can't wait till we get to that. <laughs> right, it sucks oh, so bad. Oh, my God. Okay. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, he... J- Bronn is like, hey, have you, uh... Have you seen Tyrion yet? And Jamie's like, I never even considered that. Like, I didn't know that was in my script, but okay. <laughs> oh, shit. It's Android 16. Sorry, everyone. Delete the emails that you were going to send in. Android hey. 16 has the rocket punch. Okay. We are we're, we are fact checkers. Are yeah. quick. <laughs> I never watched Dragon Ball Z. I only played the Budokai video game. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, Jamie finally realizes he has free will, and he goes to see Tyrion, and it's just like, my life was worse. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this isn't, you have, you have a pole to lean on. Yeah, I was in shit piss, and I had no hand. Cool. Like, thanks, big brother, that's just what I needed. Yeah. And, like, Tyrion is all pissy that Jaime isn't killing everyone in King's Landing for him, which is, like, close. That's about right. Mm -hmm. Did you notice his accent was going fucking wild in this scene? Yeah, it was... (laughs) Like, it I was all over the place. I was already bracing myself for Littlefinger, so I was uh-huh. hyper aware of that kind of stuff. He had to really nail it down for when he gets 
Buck Wild at his trial. Oh, yeah. So. He's building up all his Emmy juice. Uh-huh. Uh, um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Tyrion goes, Sansa's not a killer. And then he looks on the camera and goes, yet! And then... Because this is this is the start of when they do that every season. They started to do it for season six. They're like, "This is when Sansa's really going to become a player, and she's really going to be all have all a the player agency in the Game of Thrones, a master manipulator." And but it's a hard cut to her looking out of the tiniest porthole in the boat uh-huh. until until a man shows up, where was, then they can finally I, talk. You know, the boat with two beds, two feather beds. Yeah, oh yeah, with two Neds, <laughs> one Ned, but. And, oh, wait, no, no, it's not Sansa. Was never mind. Actually, to be fair, she kind of did for a moment become the smartest person in this show because, like, I don't trust you, Littlefinger. It was so good. She saw. She was like, "Did you kill Joffrey? I've been in the Vale. How could I have killed? It? But I know that you did. But who helped me? You don't know who helped me in this conspiracy. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "You're weird." It's like Dantos, I guess. Like, I assume he helped. And ooh, <laughs> no. What, what it was, was the murder weapon? It was you. It was Littlefinger in the Great Hall with the candlestick. Part of the ocean. No, no, try again, try again. Uh, with the the necklace. And his like whole thing is basically, I did it for the lols. Like, yeah, and they start to almost do something else because he's, <laughs> he's like a man with no motive is a man no one suspects, which is like almost there. If like, like that's like you could you. Could, I literally have it in my notes that he's not just doing it for the lulz. Yeah. Like, the thing is, he's not doing it for no reason. He wants it to look like he's doing it for no reason, but the reason is that he's aggregating power. He's not just doing it because he's the Joker from the Dark Knight. Yeah. But then it's like, then we... Then you want to know like, how I got these little fingers? <laughs> he And then he pulls, like, the fucking creepy arc horn and goes, toot toot, time for the creepy little finger arc. And then we're doing this instead, where it's... What do you want? What do you actually want? And Everything. he looks at Sansa for 20 seconds. <laughs> and he's like, some people never risk anything in their lives, but I'm at the skate park every day with no helmet, baby. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I live fast, die young, bad girls do well. I'm Littlefinger. <laughs> and he actually says, I want it all. And I want it now. <laughs> yeah. Um... And- and the, and the director's commentary, like, yeah, we were trying to get Queen to play in the background of this scene, but <laughs> and then the and more the dub editing. He's like, well, my he says uh, like my ambition is always growing strong, yeah, like a my, like a flower rose like, with my new friends. And then we cut to the Terrells, and they're wearing shirts that say Little Fingers and New Friends. Yeah, I know white oh shirts that they've written on in marker. So. And, uh, Grandma's walking with Marbury and telling her about how good she was at fucky. Yeah, she. T- <laughs> Let me tell you the story about my powerful, addictive vagina that yeah. I used to select my husband and also make him unable to walk. And yeah, and I stole him from my sister with my like witch vagina. Yeah. Anyway, my, you need my to little do that. shop of horrors vagina. <laughs> And then um, she's like, I, I'm a murder grandma, and now you need to be too. <laughs> yeah, basically, because Marge is a fucking clueless baby here, even though later in this very same episode, she's back to being a master manipulator. 
But I yeah. guess since she talked to murder grandpa, grandma, she learned everything she needs to know. Yeah, that's and, how that's how it works. I know that's that's how story arcs and progression works. Um, so Elena, we learned that Elena is deucing because she's bored of living in her pavilion. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I looked up, I was reading about this episode and in, I haven't watched the South Park episodes where they parody Game of Thrones, Me. but like, isn't it, it that just George R. R. Martin can't stop talking about dicks? Yeah, I, I, I assume. I guess. I but, know. and I mean, yeah, but like South Park parodied how often they walk through gardens mm-hmm. and. So D and D heard that bit of criticism, and they listened to it and cut down on it in season four. Really? So the only people they will listen to in terms of criticism are the creators of South Park. You know what? Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it checks out. It's satire. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Supreme Witch Pussy, and then um, we go to the Night's Watch. Yeah, right? where there's they conveniently have child size Nightwatch armor for this idiot kid. Yeah, I, I, like, I wonder if people like. I can't even remember the point in my life when I didn't viscerally hate Ollie. <laughs> it's just been ingrained in you since, like, just, even before you you knew Ollie, you knew there was just something stirring within you. Yeah, like I, like I can't remember anything prior to hating ollie like i can't remember throwing throwing catch with my old man anymore because mm-hmm. it's all just it's ollie top to bottom and i don't know why but john snow is training these guys yeah and, and i mean they do get to that like a little bit like hey you're on poop duty and you're a steward what are you yeah. doing and and this was fucking wild because kim's like isn't that guy from somewhere and i'm like i don't know like who why he maybe he looks like someone but i don't think so and then a minute later, he's like, I'm Locke. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing here? <laughs> I had to fucking like, look it up. Like, somehow, I never knew this happened. I just, I never, I literally, like, I went to the summary and I was like, what the fuck was the last thing Locke did so that I can make sense of this? And, like, it's because I, now I remember when he was in the Dread Fort, like, just standing around with the Boltons. Uh-huh. And they were like, I really wish somebody would go to Jon Snow and see if he has Brandon Rick on. And then Locke's like, oh, well, I'm Ramsey's new best friend, and I would love to go. Like, but, like, my first time watching, I didn't know this was even a, th- a thing. Yeah. Like, somehow I didn't even know that, oh, this is the guy from the Bolsons. I'm just like, okay, this is happening. Yeah, this, anyway. is, a, this is a new friend. Yeah. Like, weird to introduce like, a new character this deep in, but okay. Like, this seems like a nice guy that they're introducing, so I'm sure he's going to die in the next episode, because that's how it works. Yeah, all my notes for this scene is just like, how the fuck did I, like, not know this? Yeah. Like, how did I miss this or forget this? It must it must end, like, super terribly that I pushed it out of my head, because... <laughs> uh, well, there was uh, some more important notes from this scene, particularly that this is the introduction of dual-wielding swords. Uh-huh. And about how the wildlings use two swords at once. Which we've never seen up until now. Yeah. And we <laughs> see it in this fucking... Them. We see it in the season six trailer, which I guess we can get to later. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, the fucking Swords of the Morning, Arthur Dane. But uh, yeah, right. This is these are my two swords, Spooky and Starry Night. <laughs> that can't be him. Yeah, I don't think. I will get to it. <laughs> okay. But it, John uses like fucking Scott Steiner math to explain. Like, usually you have a fifty percent chance of winning a sword fight, but wildlings are genetic freaks that you. But use when two you swords. disarm a wildling, you have a seventy-five percent chance. A thirty-three to third chance of winning. <laughs> but, but not against a wildling. 
And then Ollie smiles and he wants to fight because he's the good archer. He's the good, good archer. And everybody's like, you're not the good archer and we're not going to give you a chance to prove it. And then Ollie's like, don't worry, I'll prove that I'm a good archer later. And yeah. And then. Yeah, and then um, that asshole is like, Jor Mormont's not your friend anymore. Yeah. And that's it. He's like, go clean shit. This is the beginning also of them making the bad guys good at everything. Uh-huh. Like, Locke is the best fighter in the history of the Night's Watch. Meanwhile, he, up until now, he's just been kind of, like, an idiot. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I guess the whole thing is, like, these aren't trained men. Literally two times during this scene, John says to Locke, you're a really good fighter. <laughs> like, like, when they're sparring, he's like, you could have gone easy on him, you're a really good fighter. And then afterwards, he's like, you're a really good fighter, I'm Jon Snow. Yes, I am a good fighter, and my name's Locke. Yeah. Have you heard Where, about my fighting? Where's your brother? I'm Locke. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Cersei's drinking wine. As... And this scene sucks so bad. It's the worst. Because we're supposed... Like, there's no way that you're supposed to read this scene except we're supposed to feel bad for Jamie because Cersei is all kooky and unreasonable. Yeah, remember last week when he raped her? Yeah. Like, Apparently the, end, the writers of the show don't. Yeah, I guess. Like, the scene ends with her being like, that will be all, Lord Commander. And then Jamie makes, like, sad boy face about it. The, it sucks. All, all I remember is that there was one line where... So I guess the point is, she's like, you saw T- Tyrion. And he's like, yeah, he's my brother. And she's yeah. like, yeah, you've always said that about him. <laughs> Uh, Tyrion well, Lannister always been your brother ever since he was born. And then she she said something like he would kill us all if he had the chance. But like, so would anyone? So would you? Like, <laughs> if someone came up to you and he's like to to like commoner to Brad the commoner, yeah. And they were like, hey, uh, you can kill all the Lannisters by doing this and get away with it. He'd be like, okay, yeah, neato, great. Give me that, that button. Sounds fun. You will have a. You can get a million golden dragons if you press this button, but it'll also kill all the beep 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 beep. Yeah. Like, no well, problem. sure beats sitting in my shit all day and eating like yeah. a bowl. A with bowl nothing of in people it. and brown water. Mm. Yeah. I think I'll slam that button. Yeah. Uh, I'll have some brown water. Hold the people. <laughs> uh, sorry, chef's orders. Yeah, sorry, we don't. No special orders. Yeah. No substitutions. <laughs> So we go from Cersei being Mino to Jamie To the sleepy, sleepy boy king. Hey, where's Sir Pounce? Is Sir Pounce, is that you? Just kidding, it's Marjorie. It's Marjorie. And so, Marjorie murdered a Kingsguard in cold blood, I guess. Yeah. Because we just learned that Boros Blount, the Kingsguard, is right outside Tommen's room. Yeah, Marjorie, he says that literally. He's like, how did you get past the... And she literally just goes, Kingsguard. <laughs> and then, like... He's fucking dead. He, he must be. He's reanimated mm. after this. Uh, so Tommen gets his first boner. Yeah, and this is also this is this is the start of so much good stuff. Yeah, this is the start of like Tommen super being a, a minor and like it being played for laughs that like woohoo an adult woman is coming on to him and he doesn't know what to do. It's like what a what a good good plot. A, but good, to be fair. I I think for him he handled it pretty well. 
Because yes. if this was me in this scenario, and Marjorie came into my bedroom when I was that age, I would just cry and shit myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would not handle it remotely as well. Yeah, I would be, like, pushing the nurse button that would, like, <laughs> had a direct line to my mom. Like, help, there's a woman that isn't my mom. <laughs> and, and she's <laughs> she's saying sexy things. So I need to go to bed. See you next time. I would just be like, it's... Uh, it's it's my cat. Yeah. But then go to school the next day and be like, you guys, I fucked last night. <laughs> Would you believe it? I had sex with the queen. Sure you did, Tommen. Sure you did, the king. Yeah. <laughs> the king who was in my kindergarten class. Get back the... to finger painting. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Marjorie was naive before and now she's like, has sex control over nine-year-old Tommen. Yeah, and it's like, and this is another example of them, like, even a nine-year-old boy would not talk the way that Tommen talks here. Because, like, Marge is like, hey, do you know what happens on our wedding day? And Tommen just, like, starts listening off some goofs about, like, how there's a feast and there's some vows and then I don't know what happens because I'm nine. And uh-huh. But like, also oh, he's not. Funny, funny goof joke. They make him say nine-year-old things even though he's, like, 15. Yeah. Which, weird. But, anyway... Anyways, Kings Kingsguard book. Kingsguard book, my favorite. My favorite lore that we get two scenes of in the show. Mm-hmm. And then um Brienne basically like completed the end game quest. Because she <laughs> just gets like rewards upon rewards in this scene. Oh yeah. Like, Brienne is just queen of fetch quests. Yeah, here's your sword and here's your like level 90 armor. Yeah. Now get out of here. I, I forgot this scene, but I I realized that I had an edited version in my Game of Thrones tag, so I went back last night. I couldn't even remember what was edited in it. With the Captain Fafsa armor? Yeah, it was yeah. so... It's so good. Yeah, me and Kim said the same thing. <laughs> and I like how now she's canonically Captain Fafsa. Like, yeah, she is. No matter what. <laughs> so she, Jamie gives her a good Valyrian sword, yeah. some nice Here's armor, and stuff. Pod the Rod. Yeah, and then <laughs> Brienne's bottle of water starts shaking on the table as you hear, boom! Yeah. And then Pod's enormous dick turns dick. sideways to fit through the door. It's like the goes, Alaskan bullworm. Just goes, I am the gift. <laughs> so they're, like, getting ready to go on an adventure, and Jamie says, like, hey, uh, all the good swords have names. What's yours? <laughs> and from downtown, Widow's World! <laughs> From the battlements of the Red Keep. Yeah, he's he's hanging from a tree. And they're like, no, we did that. We did that already. To to be fair though, Brienne had that name saved. Oh, she like pretended that she's like, hmm. Let mm. me think. Mm, Oathkeeper. I I wanted her to mess it up, but then yeah. that's like, well, you said it. She's like, hmm. both keep. Uh, both keep. Fuck. Beekeeper. Nope. Shit. Yes, the noble sword both keeper fuck. It will be passed <laughs> down for generations in the Tarth family. It's like P H Y U C K fuck. Yeah, so you know it's like foreign, foreign. You no, know, it's it's Middle Earth. Uh huh. And before, before, like my my warg of the week rejected was mm-hmm. when Pod gets Tyrion's axe. Um, Bronn tells him to kiss it, which is interesting because why would he? tell him to be affectionate about to a weapon unless there was a human inside of it 
And then I was thinking that maybe Tyrion killed himself and put himself in the axe, and that's how he got out. Uh, Tyr- Tyrion, Tyrion's still in the show. Yeah, but that could be like <laughs> that could be like a faceless man. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. And that's... I, I, I could I could see your train of thought. <laughs> Anyways, then the episode ends because they said the Oathkeeper thing. Uh, it, does, then... it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh... And then they like we get there's the big staring of like J- Brienne looking back and Jamie looking sad, but then you see Pod like not being able to sit right on a horse because he has three legs. Mm-hmm. He's like, whoa, whoa, my big beepus. <laughs> and then the episode just starts getting shittier. Yeah, and then I look at I look at the bottom of my illegal stream and see that I'm only three minutes into the episode. And we have so much more to go. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, back to the Night's Watch, where Sam has fucking books and scrolls on a table right next to an open flame. Yep. Like, that's your job, buddy. Yeah. Be better. Literally, you're on fire duty, that's it. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what he was talking to John about. It was, that's the thing, it, he says a super fucking important thing offhand, that it's just like, we learned that Sam told John that Bran is okay. Uh-huh. Which is a big fucking deal. But they're just John. Just like yeah, you told me the brand's fine, and I want to go get him. But whatever. <laughs> and then he's like, anyways, let's go get him. Yeah. And then like, I know where he must have gone. Craster's Keep. <laughs> Which sure. <coughs> and then um, that. So yeah, John's like, I need to create like an Ocean's Eleven to go get Brand. Yeah, a crack team. Oh boy, I'm a coffee boy. Wait, wait. <coughs> Oh, my my big, big coffee boy. <coughs> Great content. <coughs> I'm so scared. Kim's not in the room to, like, take you to the hospital. It's okay. I'm good. I survived. It was just thinking about the rest of this episode, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, oh, God. I'm going down. <laughs> I'll be strong enough for both of us tonight. So, John goes down, and he's like, who wants to, uh come on a fun adventure with me. Alistair's like, hey, I know that you're the most liked guy here. You can only go with volunteers. Nobody's <laughs> gonna go with you. And, and- <laughs> Oh, boy. It's not, stop. <coughs> this is the best episode. <coughs> <coughs> so then. Yeah, then. Can we please donate to our Patreon to get Eddie a drink? Yeah, I can't, I can't, this is why we have producers who go out shopping. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, he gives a speech about why it's important to kill the mutineers, and this is the episode where I realize that, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Because he says, like, he's explained before that if Mance captures the mutineers, then they'll spill the beans that they don't have very many people. But Mance is attacking anyways, like, he's already on his way he doesn't give a shit if he thinks that they have more people than they actually do. Yeah. And those guys, they're not even, like, part of the Night's Watch anymore. Like, why would they even... Yeah. Like, he's super on his way, thinking that he they have a lot of people. Hmm. Anyway. Like, I guess he's... Gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go faster now that we know that there's only 50 people, like, I guess. Um, and also, Ollie doesn't get the fuck up, which is yeah. nice of him. Yeah. yeah. I want to prove myself. All right, well, we're gonna go to Craster's Keep. Uh, what? Sorry, I'm Maybe, eating... I, I'm eating... I, Potatoes. Mm, bowl of brown and potatoes, my two favorite things. <laughs> so, like, five of Jon Snow's friends and his new guy stand up. Yeah. The four people that we know and Locke. 
Uh, and he's like, just whatever, just make me a Night's Watcher now, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Which, like, that's not how it works. Vows, forget about it, got it. And uh, I noticed this, it was just like an extra who was sitting like kind of in front of John. Uh-huh. But it looked like Bray Wyatt. Nice. So we have a nice crossover here. Love it. Also, there's some dude at like the high table who looks like he's a member of Mastodon or something. Like, he just has this crazy, wild, long hair, but never has any lines. And he's appeared multiple times. Yeah, I've seen that, I've seen that long-haired man. Very and confusing. And we have no idea who he is. Yeah, like, he's just an extra, too. So, potatoes, eh? Potatoes. Um, then we go, hey, what's what's going on at Craster's Keep? Well, it's this guy, and he's a fuck. Yeah, it's... This scene is, like, the definition of everything wrong with the show. Yeah. Like, he, somehow, this guy got G.R. Mormon's head and got, like, the perfect, pristine skull yeah, out of it. The perfect cup. And now he's drinking badly out of it. Yeah, like, G.R. had some, like, he had, must have, like, they must have really good toothpaste up there at the wall because, like, pristine teeth. Yeah, pearly whites. Um, and then there's just, like, fucking everywhere. Yeah, this this is like the scene that everybody points to where it's like because every time that they have like a rape or anything like that, they're always like, "We meant to, you know, we went to do it as respectfully. We it's made narrative sense and like all all this bullshit." And this it literally is just background dressing here. Yeah, it's just the, like the can you tell that this is absolutely off book? Like this guy is talking, and actually over his shoulder, you see like a fucking happening. Yeah, it's and it's we've like there's. There was there was nothing else that you needed to show us to show me that like Carl Tanner is a bad guy. I know, like everyone, are, all the women already look like beaten and downtrodden. You yeah. don't need to actively have them being raped to hey, they're bad. Like we and, know and, like, they fucking killed the leader of the Night's Watch in cold and, blood. And like in fucking, like, they always do. They always make it the most black and white shit. And like it might be more interesting if you you know. Should a Night's Watchman kill a brother just because he killed the Lord Commander? But like, they there's no there's no trace of ambiguity. It's just not like, even like he he person. wasn't not even like he wasn't a good leader. I should be the real leader of the Night's Watch. Nope, it's just like I'm a killer. Yeah, and apparently when I was reading about this episode, this scene was like longer, and then they were like, "No, this is a little gratuitous, even for us," and it opened the show. Like it was oh my the, god! So like this, they're doing it for shock value, and it's very, very transparent. Yeah, and, and it sucks. And, that's and like, how, yeah, you can tell it's not from the books. Yeah, like this, Carl Tanner does not exist. And can you tell because all of his dialogue is the most like anachronistic shit? And I know that, like this didn't happen in a certain time, but he's like, "Rast, you're a ball sack. I'm a fucking legend back home, my dude. You want like, me? I swear, me mom. Yeah, it's the most. It's some super big bullshit." Hey, so, Rass, go take some babies out for a sacrifice. Yeah, so, so like, Streganona comes in, and she's like, it's a boy. And then all the women, you're just like, king in the north, king in the north. And they're like, what the fuck? This happened already. <laughs> Misa, Misa. Yeah. So they all just start chanting, like, sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? But somehow this dude, Rass, knows exactly where to go leave a baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple miles out, there's, like... Like, a little, like, one-foot-tall thing of snow that I can put babies on? That's probably uh-huh. it. There's just, like, a wooden sign hammered into the snow, and it's like, leave the dudes here. Yeah. Sincerely, Knight's King. <laughs> God, the Knight's King looks like shit. Can't wait to get there. <laughs> like, he, he he actually looks worse in this episode, I yeah. think. Like, anyway. Um, and he goes, and he goes and feeds the beast, and we learn that they have ghosts. 
and Rast does the thing that every bad guy in the show does. He's like, you thirsty? You yeah, thirsty but he puppy? does it. He does it to a fucking dog. Yeah, he's like, like yeah. they don't have like spite or like revenge in them. Yeah, like like because he's he's an evil guy and he's mean to every, every living creature all the time for no reason. Like that trick, like you're you're being mean to the dog, but it doesn't work as it would on a human, you idiot. Yeah, I, I maybe I don't know. Maybe dire wolves are smart, but yeah, maybe there maybe there's a somebody's worked in there. We don't know. So ten feet away is like ooh, maybe Gior Mormont's in there. That would hey. be interesting. Oh, yeah, he so, does seem pretty thirsty, and I yeah. guess dead people are thirsty. Yeah, let's move on. So like ten feet away, Brand's crew is sitting in the woods. He's like, I'm gonna go warg. Yeah, I'm fucking. It's work time. I'm out of here. Yeah, they're Bye. so close that they actually hear the baby crying. Yeah, and as um, Bran was warging, like someone in their pocket, someone like slipped. Uh, Cold hands walked by off screen, and he slipped the orb of confusion into their pocket. Uh-huh. Someone, because Bran wargs and gets caught in a trap, and then everyone gets caught in yeah. a trap. Yeah, Team Rocket was here, uh-huh. and oh wait, um. Here's a joke that I just thought of. Bran, like, he's going to find ghosts. So he wargs and he goes, I'm going ghosts. And good, that's good all joke. Right. Whew, glad I got that one in under the wire. But yeah, the mutineers catching him. Yay, we. Fun. I, I, if you notice, they're all like peering out behind the log, like Scooby Doo style in size oh, yeah. order. And Mira sees like all these men treating women terribly. And she's like, we have to go. And Bran's like, no, we have to get my dog. Yeah. And he's like, like she's like, Bran. oh, okay. And then she just stands the fuck up and she's like, if anybody sees me, then come get me. And then she gets punched. She gets punched. Um, they, they chain up Hoder. Yeah, and they stab him in the leg a little bit and, like, stress him out. Did you know these guys are bad? Did you know that this didn't happen in the books? It did not. Um, but they're always like, we thought that it would be more interesting if if this terrible shit happened to characters that we know, which is a super shitty way of doing things. And so, this is, this yeah. this is, can, could you tell this was a Brian Cogman episode who did Unbound, Unbound, Unbroken? Weird. And like he, he, I read a quote about this episode and he was like, so much of Brian's story is like about the perils of magic. And we wanted to also explore like something that wasn't magic, but humanity at its worst. Shut so up. what we had is um, his story. His story's about this thing. So we wanted to make it entirely not about that. Yeah. That's in a part of the rest of the show. We had to put it in his storyline too. I thumbed through his chapters. There was very little violence against women. There was and like was just... the, the, in uh, Brand's chapters were my least favorite because there's just no fucking going on. Yeah, it's just it's all about a young boy, and it just. What, what do not, you do? It's just not real enough, you know? This is a show for adults. This isn't Rugrats. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this isn't Looney Tune Babies. This is Game of Thrones with fuck. Yeah. But then later on, it's like, oh, Bran can be our flashback machine. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Finally. No, he did, he, he probably didn't write those episodes. Yeah. But, Anyways, um, Carl's yeah, this like, idiot. also, God, his name is fucking Carl. Yeah. I'm Bran and Mira and jo- and I'm Carl. And I'm a legend. I don't exist. Don't read the books. This is a good adaptation. And then Bran, because he, he smacks uh, Mira, and then Bran says, I'm Brandon Stark, and he says, nice. Yeah, I thought this was going to be another boring day. I'm evil. I'm Carl Tanner. You know, like a villain would say in a cartoon. Yeah. Fuck this show. This show sucks. Um, Where's Oberyn? 
Yeah, th- that's why this episode's so bad. Yeah. So, um... You see an old blue man carrying a baby on horseback. Yeah, and we're like, Where, where's this guy? And, and oh, it's remember him, it's Butthole Mouth from that one time. Yeah, the same good guy. times. So he, he takes the baby to Iceland. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with Iceland. Yeah, it's the White Walker home base, apparently. Yeah. Which we have never seen in the books. Never ever. Like, there's big... lands of Always Winter that we hear about. That, like, I guess that's what this is. They go, they somehow go to the, like, secret base under the Celadon City, like, yeah, gambling yeah. arena. Like, the baby lowers down the, down the altar and the poster falls off the wall and then the White Walker pushes the switch. Yeah. So then they go down and, um, the baby's put on a thing. And then we see the King White Walker touch a baby and the baby becomes a White Walker and they showed this. I don't need to know how the magic works. If anything, it just made me have more questions. Like, I don't need fucking genetic dragon punnet squares to explain why they, like, I don't need to see all of the baby warlocks drinking the blue Kool-Aid that makes them have magic. Is it like, is he still just a baby now? Or does he become like a grown old man? Like, is he warging into the baby? I don't know. Like, isn't it a thing like all of the best like horror and monster movies are like, don't show the monster because that's scarier. Yeah. Instead, they're just like, here's everything. Like, honestly, that would have been that would have been at least a little cool if, like, we didn't exactly know who was taking this baby away, and then we saw like the evil touch, and the baby turned evil, and then we're like, oh fuck, that's like another. But no, we're like, like we see him walking down the interstate to others' town. Yeah. If anything, cut to the baby still like on the the like sacrifice place wherever and just from like f- kind of far away that it's not clear enough you see like a blue guy take it away into the night yeah. and no, then like, there's credits. a fucking gust of wind like we saw with Rass, and then like there's a big there's like a snow for a second and then the baby's gone yeah like there's some shit that you can do and also the shot of the night king who i guess is this person it uh, was like fucking in that episode of SpongeBob where they're like, "Who's been turning off the lights?" Nosferatu. It's the most like evil. Like he's recoiling at himself, and he his face doesn't move at all. He, he's he's just, basically going like, "Meh." It's the funniest shit. The most unintentional. Like, I get it. You're evil. Yeah, but he's Man, like, "Yeah." Like you would think a guy who's done this hundreds of times would just be like, "Yes, this is what we do. This is all part of the plan." Yeah. He's like, yeah, another baby. Yeah. But, but he had to be making a mean face and tying Mira Reed to the train track, so you know that this is not a good guy. Uh-huh. And this like, episode sucks. So the way this works, like, does this baby grow up normally, but he's that's, just a White Walker? That's are right. There, I, are there White Walker teens? I hope so. Because that, <laughs> that would be a show I would watch. You'll be a war general just like me someday, son. It's like, Dad. Dad, I hate you, Dad. I want to go south of the wall. Dad, I'm playing my DS. <laughs> Whatever, Dad, just leave me alone. You're so embarrassing. Oni, <laughs> uh, they probably have, like, White Walker puberty where they have little shards of glass on their face instead of acne. Yeah. That's really cute. I want to see that. But we, we don't see that. We just see this baby yeah. become evil. If you have any White Walker teens headcanons... <laughs> we're gonna I'm week. fucking cheering for the White Walkers in the we're, show. We're, we're, we're going to week. Warg of the Week. Put this behind us. Warg of the Week! Warg of the Week! 
Um, so this one uh, is cribbed a little bit from my favorite. Uh, like besides besides this show, I think the most trusted source for a song of Ice Empire theories. There's this YouTube channel called Alt Shift X, and he has some really good theories. Um, so uh, this is regarding Sir Pounce. Um, I like where this is going. Uh, so we meet Sir Pounce in this episode, uh, and the thing is. Why would you put – there are so many important characters. There are entire kings that are written off the show. So you know that everybody included in the show is very, very important. Mm-hmm. It's like a greatest hits of like most like important to the narrative characters. And they yes. included Sir Pounce in this episode. Uh-huh. So um, we've already t- talked about how Beleriand the cat is like – is Rhaenys' cat from back in the day and uh, – Basically, what this theory is going to get at is that Sir Pounce is the prince that was promised in Azor Ahai. Um, so the, the Beleriand the cat, who is like – whose years line up to like – Beleriand could very reasonably father Sir Pounce. Um, and Beleriand is referred to the real king of the Red Keep. That's what people say in A Clash of Kings because there are like cats all over the Red Keep. So that would make Sir Pounce a prince as the son of the king. <laughs> yes. There's also a scene in which Tommen – asks Cersei for a cat, and Cersei promises him a kitten. So he is in that, the prince that the, was promised. Yes, fuck. There's the also that was promised. The dragon must have three heads. We've learned that. Uh-huh. Um, and in the books, Tama has three cats. There you go. Um, he's a kitten at when like the bleeding star is over Westeros, mm-hmm. and we know that he must be born under a bleeding star. That checks out. He is born amidst salt and smoke. The Red Keep overlooks the salty sea, and it's lit by smoky torches. Salt and smoke. Boom. He must have a sword, Lightbringer, and, like, claws. Um, if you think about it, swords are just, like, claws for people. So, claws. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, as for, like, the Nissa Nissa sacrifice, um, there's one point where he kills a mouse, and instead of eating it, he gives it to Tommen. So he, like, sacrifices it. Um, he must wake dragons from stone. And he lived among, like, the dragon skulls beneath the Red Keep. So, like, maybe this part isn't entirely fleshed out yet. Um, but, like, maybe he, like, wakes the dragons and rides them. Um, and also he must be – finally he must be born from the line of Eris and Rhaella Targaryen. And we know that Rhaella had a bunch of unsuccessful pregnancies. And we've also seen that, like, Danny gave birth to a creature that resembled a lizard with dragon features, sort of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, it's not unreasonable for a Targaryen to give birth to a cat. Okay. Or, like, you could also, like, be kind of liberal with it and be like, oh, like, it ra- like Beleriand was part of the family, so also Sir Pounce would be part of the family. So Does this, this theory have a name? Um, Az- Azora Pounce. Um, re- I-, re- I didn't think about it. Re-meowed. The kit that was promised. The cat, the kit, the cat that was prom-meowed? Pr- pr- yeah, that's about as good as it's gonna get. Busted. Doesn't have a good cat pun in it. Yeah, you have a cat pun. God, I wish I'm. I'm glad Kim isn't here to hear this. <laughs> well, actually, I would. I would hear it. She wouldn't, but yeah. she would know. But then she would be like, "Yes, that is correct." Yes, indeed, I see. Plausible. But yeah, this would make Sir Pounce the rightful ruler of Westeros ahead of Danny to defeat the White Walkers and push back the Long Night. Yeah, the one true cat. Yeah. Would you take him over Stannis? Ooh, um, that's tough because, like, because Stannis, Stannis is owed the throne by right of conquest, 
But I mean, if Sir Pounce were to like to to take the throne and like conquest it away from Stannis, like he would be the rightful king, and the Targaryens would be restored. So like, he's always at least second choice. But like, I would have to honor his claim mm-hmm. if he were to you know beat back valid, Stannis. Valid claim. Not that he would, because Stannis is the best fucking battle commander, and I don't care how good of a cat commander he is. Hey, uh, no Stannis or Davos in this episode. Yeah, no Stannis, no Davos, no fucking Oberyn. No Arya? No Arya. Bad episode. Bad episode. <laughs> uh, questions. If you have a question, you can uh, send it into our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, or email us at postgot at gmail.com. First question this week comes in from Tumblr user Taking Turns at Random, who says, In the last episode, you guys said something like, Boy, I bet if you go back and listen to our episode 4, it would be really bad. So I thought I'd just write in to confirm it was, in fact, bad. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Oh, no. I'm glad that we have big air quotes improved. Yeah. But, but hey, don't do, do that. Confirmed, at least. Yeah, like, don't, don't do that. Don't go back there. Uh... Next question comes in from Anonymous, who says, Good Warg of the Week from Reddit. Bran is shown walking in the season six trailer because he warged into his own legs. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, fuck, I have a lot more work to do because that was going to be my Warg of the Week from, from the trailer. <laughs> hey, segue. Trailer. Yeah. Um, it looks bad. It sucked. <laughs> Yeah, they released the season six trailer this week. And... There, there's one, like two things. I was like, at first, I was like, "Wow, this is the Tower of Joy that I've wanted to see," but then I realized they're just going to make it into like a sick fight. Yeah, literally. Like it's not like all I want is literally the text from the book said by people on screen. Oh yeah, but the thing is, it's George R. R. Martin dialogue that wouldn't like it would be so out of place in this world where it's like you're a butthole and I'm Carl fucking Tanner, y'all. Like you can't be like they were seven against three. It can't be like I looked, I looked for, for you on the trident. Like, just fucking I looked for you on the trident. I'm like fuck, that's so good. It's gonna be like where the fuck were you, dude? Like that's gonna be woe to the usurper if we had been. Like fuck. right. Ah! It, like. He's going to go up to fucking... Ned is going to go up to Liana, and Liana's going to be like, Hey, Ned, um, I need you to make me a promise right quick. Um, I'm about to die, and I need... You're my brother, Ned Stark, by the way, and I'm Liana Stark. And this is my son, Jon Snow, who I had with Rhaegar Targaryen, and Robert doesn't like Targaryen, so I really need you to like hide him for me. Thank you so much. I'm Liana. This is Jon Snow, who you'll see in Season 6 of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I... Uh posted that screenshot from reddit on my tumblr squizpillion.tumblr.com of the show rewrite of the tower of joy text and there's there's so much good i looked for you in the riverlands where rhaegar targaryen died ned said to them god they no they think their audience is so stupid sir Sir willem dary is fled to dragonstone with khaleesi and her brother viserys (laughs) man Uh. Remember how people have named their daughters Khaleesi in real life? Yes. Man. Ugh. Not then, wild. not now, not ever, said Sir Arthur. He left his helm off so that we could see his face more clearly. <laughs> so good. Man. Which, it, like, you know it's gonna be worse! It's gonna be, like, I'm, I, 
if I had to fucking guess, I would say that Two Swords Boy is Arthur Dane. But I don't think that they're ever going – I don't think that they're going to point out who Howland Reed is. I think it's literally just going to be like Ned and his friends versus like people in Targaryen armor. It'll be uh, Bran and um... – And the Ghost well, of I, Christmas I, Past. I, I guess I have to say like I was going to call him his other name. But right. has it been revealed like who this guy actually is yet on the show? No, he's just – he's old man fuck. It, it doesn't matter because it's a TV show. So he's yeah. going to be like, yes, let's let's see your father in his fighting times. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go watch a fight. And, like, the guy with two swords has a Targaryen dragon on him? Like, yeah. That's not what the Kingsguard would wear. Yeah, where's the fucking gold cloaks or fucking white armor that we have seen repeatedly and that is always in the books? Um, Skip ahead just one minute if you don't want to hear spoilers, like if you're not caught up or anything or if you yeah. don't want to know anything um, about it. It's bad, things. so, like, but you're not missing there's, anything. there's another part where they're, like, sick action and you see, like, a bunch of horses charging. Uh-huh. And I saw a screen cap of, you can clearly see in the back, Jon Snow. Yeah. Like, riding on a horse. Yeah, like, nobody else has hair that luxurious. Yeah. Anyway. And the trailer, can we talk about how the trailer ends with a badass Davos moment? Just what you wanted. It's literally Davos pulling out Jon Snow's long claw ancestral sword and being like, I'm not a fighting man. Until now. Yeah. And he goes, shing, like the loudest shing. Shing, and then it says Game of Thrones, fuck you, April yeah. 26 or whatever. And it shows, Dav- it shows Davos peeling an onion. And every time Alara comes off here, shing, 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 shing. shing. Yeah. yeah. What, what else happens in the fucking trailer? Um, Bran sees the Night's King from this episode, I yeah. guess. And also Bran is 100 years old. Um, He's like, he went from like, well, it's because we haven't seen him for like two years in real yeah. human time. Mm-hmm. So like his pu- he went through puberty and finished it. Yeah, there like, was Ollie... even like a weird mid-stage. Yeah, like Ollie came to the set during season five, and everybody was like, "Oh yeah, we got the little Stark kid. All right, yeah. What was his name? That's the guy. Got him. Sweet. Yeah, cool. He's at the wall now. Awesome. Brand's a grown man. A man grown, as George would yeah. say. Oh, uh, man, Stark. Oh yeah. Uh, relate relating to that. Uh, Tumblr user Winter's House asked a question. Thoughts on season six trailer ending with Davos about to throw down in the fucking pit. <laughs> I hope Ghost just pounces on him and kills him in cold blood. Like, that is basically, like, what he would say before, like, a sick breakdown. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, I'm not a violent man. But I am now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Davos. Yeah. And, like, it cuts to Ghost who's playing fucking bass. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Uh, Tumblr user Destry Hawk asked a question: Are there any good show-only characters? Nope. No. 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 Um, I want to think of one that I don't hate. Who don't I abs- like? Who isn't garbage? Like they almost made a point. Like there was one or two scenes where they tried to make Roz an interesting character, and then they just killed her. Yeah, where they like tried to like involve her in political intrigue, and then. That would, there was nothing. Um, both Dario's suck, and I feel I feel like they're show only characters, even though they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, Ollie is literally the worst character in the show. Um, Locke sucks. Talisa. Oof. Talisa sucks so bad. Yeah, she's the ultimate like not like most girls. Like I love amputations. And the thing is with the show only characters, the reason they're so bad is like obviously one George isn't writing them. But they're usually there because they're trying to condense several plot lines into one person. And it's like, they can't be 
unique or interesting because they're just basically like this is now a plot device. Yeah. You know, that we just have to get all this stuff across. You want or, or my... connect it somehow. You want to hear my my shitty pretentious piece of shit answer? Sure. Stannis cuz he's diff Good. he's so different cuz they one. did they did him so wrongly. Good one. I really like I feel like there's somebody. There's my favorite show somebody. only character is Bronn. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he's in a lot more of the show. Yeah, he's literally in like two scenes. It's like, hey, Tyrion, you need a fight? And Tyrion's like, no, I'm good. All right, I'm going to go to fucking Hightower. Bye. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah, I guess. Y- I, guess that's, I like uh... Yara. She's fine. <laughs> that's not a show only character. She just has a different name. <laughs> oh, yeah. And part of the trailer, there was like a split second shot of two women making out. Because we're HBO. Oh, my favorite show! My favorite show only character is the Night's King. Honestly, though, and like it's there's there was a um there was a screenshot and it looks like Yara might be one of the people making out. So it's like she's. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. Oh, we Leon's about, at the King's Moot. We should talk about Euron. Oh, um, I I would say Victorian is one of my favorite show only characters. If if this was fucking opposite day. Yeah, he's not nice. even in it. Nice. He's not. He's not Got here. Him. He's not here. Yeah, my favorite. Who's, the, who's uh, gonna uh, fuck the great grass sea now? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite show on the character is Strong Bellwas. Psych. Boom. It was a lie. It was, I was just pretending. Goofing and tricking. <laughs> but yeah, Euron is like we see Euron on like a rope bridge. And, like, Weird. we see him, like, being drowned in, like, a bucket of, like, bobbing for apples drowned. And then but... it was where we see him take off several faces. Like, one is Dario Naharis, and the other one is, like, Jack and Hagar. And yeah. the other one is... <laughs> He's also Balon. Like, weird. Yeah. This show's God, this over. show sucks. <laughs> uh, if you Which have show am I talking about? Send them, send them into postgameofthrones.tumblr.com or postgot at gmail.com. That's the episode. The episode. Um, anything else, Eddie? Um, squizpillion.tumblr.com. See me there and follow me. Yeah, I'm Sirius Jones or Brooks is now. Um, find see me at the Trident. Look, <laughs> look, look for me at the Trident. I looked for you on the Trident, which is located in the Riverlands and will later be known as the Ruby Ford, where I destroyed your armor and left your rubies there, Rhaegar Targaryen. Fuck teens, teens. Uh, we've got. There was, man. Before the show, there was like a sign-off that we thought of that was good. Oh, like that's jokes. Oh yeah, this has been jokes. <laughs> this has been jokes. See you next week. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, beep beep. What were you saying? Hong Kong. Beep beep. Joke. Jokes time. Beep beep. Beep beep. Jokes time. Goodbye. Watch out. Jokes ahead. <laughs>